Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the first ever of you from the Bullins podcast with me, Mick Kemp. Uh, with me today, I have Lee McLean, uh, who is known to the Twitter world. Uh, we have Ian from Across the Park Podcasts. And we also have Mark, who is also known as Operation Goodison on Twitter. Um, welcome, guys. Thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Hello. Good morning. Thanks, thanks for having us. Happy, happy New Year. Yeah, and you, best, and you. Getting deja vu here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we're going to start with the Friday game uh, against West Ham, uh, the 1-0 defeat. Uh, Lee, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Um, I know you had a lot to say about this game, but more so the performance on Twitter. I know it really frustrated you. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to touch on it, really. What, what did you think went wrong in that game? Um, I think the same thing that went wrong in similar games of that nature um, it, 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 I think the frustration for me it came out on Twitter I know it did at the end of the game um, and we all sort of react in different ways it's just it's too predictable before that game I think all of us you know we all had that sort of gut feeling okay we can go second here with a win um, you know we're, we're against a side that have had half as much rest as we have on paper they're nowhere near as good as we are Um it's too easy, isn't it, to just say, let's, you know, Everton will get three points. We just don't seem to do it that way. Um, and, and, and I think a lot, it, it's happened for a long time. And I think it can't just be down to a mentality problem, which people have referred to in the past, because I think we've got the, the top manager now. Who's, who, I think he's above that. I think he's better than that. And um, I think the simple fact is it comes down to the, the playing squad and too, too many players on that pitch still aren't up to the level required if you're going to consistently get results against Ian a lot a lot has been said Ian regarding regarding this result um I know what Lee's just said there a few fans uh, it's kind of split the camp a little bit in my opinion some fans are, are quite pragmatic about the result and they're feeling that you know Carlo is getting the very very best out of the squad and what he has available um 
but there are some other fans that are a little bit more. Um, they, they they feel it's a missed opportunity. And and what camp are you in with this one? It definitely is a missed opportunity. But going back to what Lee said there, I mean, I completely agree with them. Uh, what I will say about the mentality is this mentality has been with the club for 25 years. Um, Carlo Ancelotti doesn't have that mentality, but he's got to change it, the whole club. And you can see we're even being linked with likes of Sammy Kadira today. We, we were linked with a number of players in the summer, older players. He's, he's, tr- he's trying to change the mentality. A lot of the players who played on Friday night, they've got that mentality that, that, that we need rid of. Uh, I'm sure we'll get to a few names in a minute. In relation to the performance, how, how how many times have we enjoyed a David Moyes performance like that? He came and he moved us. We, we've been we've benefited from that a number of times over the years. He put runners on Richarlison with energy to not allow Richarlison to run a players. When James Rodriguez was on, they stuck to him tight. It was always going to be a really tough game for us with, with the players out. Um, going back again to, to Luca Dean being out. Dominic Carvalhoon has scored one goal in eight games that, uh, that Luca Dean hasn't played. Uh, we've seen at the start of the season how important those fullbacks are. We're in between systems at the minute. We, we've stumbled upon a system that has worked, but it, we always knew watching that system, it was never going to always work. It's now not worked. I, I think it's time to possibly, if we if we can't play Luca Dean, I think we need to allow Ben Godfrey a lot more um, leeway to get up and down. Whether he can do that with, you know, uh, the results and assists, I don't know. Uh, but the system that we've that we've played over Christmas is evident to me now that has to change. Yeah, I mean, Mark, it, it, you know, like Ian's just touched on there. Um, you know, the fullbacks are really, really important in the system that we're currently playing. Do you think we could have done anything different in this game, especially against West Ham, regarding regarding the fullbacks? Look, I think with football, I mean, there's loads of anomalies and there's loads of different things. It's not just one thing. I think what's clear is we're not good enough to win five on the bounce. We're not, we're not, we're not going to be winning the league. We're, we're probably going to be pushing for sixth or seventh. That's the reality. That's not what I want. But like, centre-halves or full-backs, it doesn't work. The lad, the lad hasn't got a left foot. <laughs> he, hasn't, he hasn't got a left foot. Defensively, he's been absolutely outstanding. And when he goes, when he bombs forward, it's like the only the only thing he could probably do is run the ball into the net because he, he hasn't got the he hasn't got the quality to pass the ball with his left foot. I think and I think the big thing, which is what was touched on earlier, is is the quality of the squad. And I'm not too sure that that is means mentality. Do you know what I mean? Because I think most footballers want to win, mm-hmm. but I think what you've got is a real lack of quality. I mean, we've got a squad which is like I don't know forty deep. With all kinds of shite that we spent a lot of money on, and it's none of it's any good. I mean, Calvert Lewin is is running to the ground. He's knackered. He got taken off after seventy minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, mm. seventy minutes, and it's like you bring bringing Tosin on. Mm. on. You know, they, and 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 it's like I don't. The thing is, is like the bizarre thing is with with the fans is is do they think that Carlo Ancelotti doesn't know that? You know, mm. did he think that yeah. Carlo Ancelotti doesn't know that we need quality in that area or that area or that area? He's yeah. been in for a year. He's yeah. literally done one, um, one, one sort of like window, transfer window. And what he's brought in in the transfer window, you couldn't argue with. You know, he got, he's got rid of players um, who you think, crap, crap, get rid. And he's done it. You know, it's I, I, it's just yeah. it, I think it's a question of time. You know, with everything, with anything, of patience. Mm-hmm. 
with Lee, with, with Lee, with with the league so tight as it is at the moment, you know, you look at the league table. There's, you know, off the top of my head, there's about eight clubs, and there's about three points separating eight clubs. Mm. Just going back to the the performance against West Ham, you know, you, you can you can sympathise with a lot of fans for being really really disappointed and frustrated because, you know, we've took one point from from Burnley, Leeds, Newcastle, Southampton, and and, and now West Ham. And okay, we you know our results have been very good against the so-called better or bigger clubs, shall we say? Mm-hmm. But but those results there, they've got to improve, haven't they? Surely they have. And I think people are putting. I, I don't don't know whether people are giving too much credit to the likes of Arsenal, Chelsea, Leicester, saying, "Oh well, Everton weren't expected to to beat those teams. Why not?" I mean, from where I'm sitting this season, Arsenal aren't great. Um, you know, Chelsea are a work in progress. Um, Leicester's, Leicester's home record wasn't great and we went there and capitalised on that. So, OK, we've, we've got those wins, all great results, but it doesn't give you a free pass or a licence to apply ourselves the way we have against the dregs of the league. And that's what it is. You know, Southampton aside, I think I was a bit harsh on, on us after the Southampton game. I think they're a decent setup, But the others, I mean, Newcastle, um, Leeds. I mean, Leeds are, are a joke at the back. I don't think we tested them at home. I no, I don't think we did. We don't. We, we didn't sort of put, pen them back. We didn't have any sort of periods of sustain, sustained pressure. I, I do think we, we keep coming back to this point. It's the players, you know, there's too many players in that starting 11. When we get a few injuries, especially, that just are not up to the standard that we need. Ian, I'll come to you on this one uh, while Lee reconnects. Um, you know, yeah. we're talking about the squad depth, and, and you know, it's it's evident it's evident that that we are we are a little bit short in certain areas. How, how disappointed? I know he's coming in for a lot of criticism after, especially after Friday. How how disappointed are you with Bernard? I mean, we've known it won't be available, and obviously Hammers recently. Friday was a big chance for him, surely, to stake a claim. Yeah, it was in, in a position that I expected him to do well in, to be honest. I think there's times where, we, where we've played him in, in a system he's not really comfortable in. I think Carlo Angelas, he played a 4-4-2 last season and Bernard is not really accustomed to that. Uh, with the 4-3-3 setup on Friday, I was expecting a lot more from him. Um, and I don't even think it's due to efforts. I, I can't say that he, he didn't try because he was running around. He, he was he was helping out defensively, which which he had to do with Ben Godfrey. I, I think he's just a little bit lost at the moment. and I, I wouldn't be surprised to to see him leave in this window. Um, whether we replace him or not, I, I, I don't know. Maybe a chance, a chance for Anthony Gordon to then step up. But I think you're right in what you're saying. It, it was a big chance. I just think um, for around about a year now, he's been a little bit lost and I don't really see Bernard fitting into anything we do going forward. No, I, I, agree, I agree with you, Ian, to be honest. Um, Mark, we're going we're gonna to move on a little bit now and away from Bernard. We're going to talk about Tom Davis. Um you know, I thought I thought he wasn't that bad. You know, and, and, that, and that's not me saying that he was brilliant or he was poor. I, I don't think Tom Davis should be winning you a game against West Ham. So I feel a little bit of the criticism against him is it was a little bit harsh. Um, and I thought he, he did okay. Um, you know, he, he's come under you know massive criticism after the West Ham game, along with a couple of other couple of other players who we will touch on. Um, he's he's the same age as Ben Godfrey, uh, and he's played over a hundred games for Everton now. Where, where, where do you feel we're going to go with Tom Davis? Um, I'm, I'm a big Tom fan, um, both on and off the pitch. Like you know, uh, and I can, I can, I can see that there's two different people there. You know, the footballer and the, and the, 
and the guy off the pitch, which is a lot of people can't see. You know, you hate him for the skateboard and the hair. Um, but I, I actually think this is this should be his year because if you look at like how um, the progression of Calvert Lewin and the progression of um, Holgate as well, you know, in the twenty second, twenty third year of their, you know, of them of them being on the planet, you know, there's been a pennies dropped. You know, whether whether it's been a physicality. Which has gone along because it's a it's a big thing as well, you know. Being, you know, there's only a couple who actually come into the first team at fifth, at sixteen, seventeen, and look like men. And Rooney was one of those, you know. And and Tom Tom was never that, you know. And I think physically now he looks he looks a bit more like a footballer. And like I'm petrified every time he gets the ball, you know. I am I'm thinking, don't give it away, son. Don't give it away because I know there's like fifty thousand people on his mm-hmm. case. Yeah. Even though they can't, they can't be heard. And he, I actually thought in the last game against Sheffield United, he was the best player on the pitch, you know. And and for a good thirty minutes against West Ham, he looked really, really good. And then the, as the game sort of went away from us, because they changed, they changed their system. They pushed right on us in the second half. Yeah, they did. You know, and and they were right on Tom. And those little twists and turns where they usually lose the ball became more and more problematic. And I look at that and I think the reason he can't, he has to do that and is there's nobody showing for the ball, you know, and the same with Bernard, you know, you look at like, you've got one striker leading the line and you've got somebody who's literally not on the, on the, on the pitch alongside him, you know, never shows for the ball and, and the outlet, that's been a problem for three or four years. He's been a problem since he's been here. You know, and you know what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. And and that's for all the midfielders, you know. But he's not of the quality of, of the other players, you know, like uh, Alan. Alan is just is top zone, isn't he? Everyone can see that. But Tom needs to be stepping up, you know. But I've, I've got faith that he'll do it. But, you know, I think there's a lot of people who don't. Mm. I mean, like I, like I was saying, uh, Tom Davis has, become, has come into a lot of criticism after the West Ham game. Um, and it's a little bit like we were talking about off air, where certain players always uh, take the brunt off the criticism from the from the mass fans. Um, Lee, in my opinion, that you know that sort of game, West Ham at home, you, you're going to have more of the ball. In my opinion, you know the likes of Richarlison, Sigurdsson, and Bernard, you know they've got to go win you the game, surely. And for me, I think I think it's becoming a little bit of a problem. The three behind the striker as well, they, they just don't seem to be doing enough, are they? No, they're not. And, you know, I would like to see it changed up a bit. Maybe go to up front, maybe put the Charleston up front, just change things around a little bit. Because I think we do look a little bit stale at times. Um, you know, the, the squad and the team does lack pace. And I would like to see some pace brought in because pace, pace causes problems. It, it terrifies defenders. It pushes teams back. I just think if you set up two banks of four against Everton, then any team is well drilled. Um, we find it very, very difficult to break that down. Um, and I think, I don't know what it was at the start of the season. We were scoring sort of four or five every every week, weren't we? Um, mm. But that was when we had Hammers in, Richarlison was sort of was flying. Um, Alan was in there. We had, you know, a settled side. But I think the full-backs are massive to the way we operate. I think having, having Dina there, Coleman uh, bombing on, um, you know, forming part of the attack. I think without them, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're playing centre-backs at full-back at the yeah. day. We haven't got that. Um, that option, so it nullifies our attack. I think that's a lot of, of what we're good at. Um, 
So, again, I think personnel needs to change. I think you've, you've mentioned Sigurdsson and Bernard there. Both good players on the day. Um, you know, technically really, really good. We'll, we'll come up with a moment of magic every now and again. But I don't think... I've never seen either of them really take a game by the scruff of the neck and own it. Like, hate to say it, like a Steven Gerrard used to do. You know, mm. can't stand him. But you, and again, linking him back to the Tom Davis thing, I'm, I'm very outspoken when it comes to Tom Davis on, on Twitter. I think he's a, he's, a, he's a great lad and I want him to do well more than anything. But we're talking four years. He's not progressing. I want him to progress. I hope he does with more than anything, but we're not seeing it. Um, you know, Steven Gerrard played with some awful players. You look at Hodgson era. You know, we, he had Spearing next to him and, and John Joe Shelby and, and, you know, really average players like that. And he still stood out. Good players, top players will still stand out and they'll still win your games. Um, I don't think we've got that with Tom Davis, unfortunately. I hope I'm wrong and I hope he continues to improve. But personally, I, I can't see that happening now. I think it's gone too far. Mm. You, you, you just mentioned Richardson in, in, in that as well. Um, you know, Richardson was firing at the start of the season and, and he, he's really gone off the boil. Um, regarding Richardson, Ian, I mean, he, he is a little bit petulant and his attitude can come into question sometimes. I mean, the incident where he tried to take the ball off Gilfie Sigurdsson for the penalty, yeah. he kind of got swept under the carpet a little bit by, by everybody, really, because it, it was probably because it was Richardson. You know, if it was Sigurdsson doing it to Richardson... Mm. I'm sure that he'd have got wrong. slated, wouldn't he? Yeah, he'd have got slated yeah. for it. Let's be honest, and and because it was, it was Richarlison, and everyone kind of just swept it under the carpet. And I think after the game, Joe Cole kind of did everyone a favour as well. Joe Cole on BT, um, he he said there's only one boss at Goodison, and it's Carlo. So you know, don't yeah. worry about it. I mean, is it becoming a worry now? Because his form is, you know, I know the fans won't like hearing it, but it, it's poor, and and his attitude is now starting to be questioned. He misses, he misses yeah, Luke I, I, Telling you now he, misses he does. He, he, he absolutely does miss Luca Dean. But I, I think in relation to his form, I, I think you can see it's affecting his mentality now. I mean, that incident with Sigurdsson, it only happens because he's absolutely desperate to, to score a goal. I think it's playing on his mind. I think it's probably the first time in the spotlight in England that, it, that he's having a, a, you know, a bit of a bad time. And we, we can see by his expression half the time. Anyway, he, he doesn't look a happy guy when he's playing football half the time anyway. So now we're adding to the fact the pressure. And and who knows what's being said to him at Finch Farm at Monday to Friday. He might be getting drilled. He, he might be getting hammered. We don't know. I think the mentality thing for me with Richarlison is now coming into his play. He didn't look happy again on, on Friday against West Ham. Um, he doesn't look happy to, to play out wide anymore. I think he wants to play central. Uh, at the start of the season, he, he had a bit of a license to go more central. Um, but even then, he wasn't scoring lots of goals. He, he was key in helping Dominic Calvert-Lewin. But I think he's a player who needs to score goals yeah. for, for his own mentality. Ian, for his own you remember at the start of the season, he wasn't scoring goals, but he was coming so close. Exactly. He was, he was hitting the post, he was hitting mm. the bar, he was doing everything but scoring. He was contributing, wasn't he? It, he com- it, com- yeah. it comes back to the full-backs. Because the, the gap mm. between the full-backs and Richarlison, if Richarlison goes forward, is massive. Do you know what I mean? It becomes it becomes, yeah. it becomes so disjointed. And because you've got two centre... Well, whether you did have two centre-halves, but you've got Godfrey playing as a centre-back who very rarely goes over the halfway line. You know, as a defensive unit, it becomes a problem. And you get Richarlison going up and down the left-hand side when really he wants to be coming up the left-hand side and into the middle. And he's not doing it, you know. And it's, it's as you're saying, it's Luca Dean's not there. But it's also Godfrey isn't going forward. 
Yeah, I'd, I'd be minded personally now to, to play with Charleston as the number nine against yeah. Rotherham and just say, Go and get a brace, go and get a brace, lads. I'm aware again. I'm yeah. I think Matt, he, needs he, needs, he needs to be, I mean, saying also because he's only a kid, by the way, was he 22, 23? Mm. Mm. Live, yeah. Live, yeah. Living on his own in a pandemic in the middle of you know, in, in Crosby, <laughs> I yeah. don't care if he's a millionaire or not, you know, he's he's you know, he, he misses home and everything else. He doesn't yeah. look, he doesn't look, look happy. Go and make him happy. Go and get, as you say, go and get some goals. Mm. Mm. I think, I think I he mean, wants to be the main man. I think, I really do. I think Calvert Lewin's took a lot of the spotlight, and rightly so, this year because he's been unbelievable. But I think mm. he does lead that little run up front. I think just where he's in amongst the in amongst the goals and stuff. And I think you might see his, you know, his his aura change a little bit because um, he, he he just looks miserable. He looks like he wants to be anywhere but on the pitch at the minute. Yeah. yeah, and let's be honest, we can't really afford to have someone like Richarlison. <laughs> you know, not not firing. He's, he's one of our big players mm. and we need all our big players turning up every week. Um, we're going to just move away from the West Ham performance now. You know, a lot's been said about that and that's kind of the final word. We're going to have to move on and, and, and move on to the FA Cup next week. But in the meantime, we're going to talk about the January transfer window. Um, I, think, I think Ian mentioned it a, a little while ago about Sammy Kadira. Um, Ian, Sammy Kadira, mm. yes or no, what are you thinking? Uh, short term, absolutely, absolutely, because I think Carlo Angelotti um, is putting patches over the team currently as it is. If we can get to fourth or third this season, wow! And I think the aim is is to is for us to just get the team ready for that this season. I think if Sammy Kadira came in, we wouldn't see much of him next season. I think he's here from now till May. For me, I haven't seen him play for a long time. I know he's been outcast at Juventus since pre-season before, then I've not seen a lot of him, so I, I can't even say if he's ready for the Premier League. He's obviously a defensive signing. Um, it's going to fit into the system that we're going to play for the, for the remainder of the season, uh, which is nothing comes from the centre. It all comes from wide areas. If he could help us get over the line and qualify for Europe, Absolutely, but I do think it's a very short-term sign. But I'm, I'm, I'm back, back in the manager on this one, definitely. Lee, what, what are your thoughts on Sammy Kadir? I mean, looking at his stats, he's, he's, you know, he's had a great career. There's no doubt about that. But at, at 33, mm-hmm. you know, can he come in and do a job for us? Well, about, well, of course he can. He's, he's good enough. But I think there's a couple of points for me. Yeah, he's 33, but he's, he's got a really bad track record for injuries. And I know a, a few people on Twitter especially have compared him to the Gareth Barry signing. Gareth Barry, I think, was 33, 34 maybe when we signed him. But he, ne- he never missed a game. I don't think he missed a game for, for 20 years. Um, mm. He was one of these players who just didn't pick up an injury. Um, same can't be said for this for this lad. Um, if, if you were to give me the option, I mean, who am I to, to doubt Ancelotti? If Ancelotti wants him, then we back him all the way, you know. Um, but if I, if I was to have the option between him and, say, Idrissa Gay, I'd, I'd, if the option was to get get him back. And he, he is available, I, isn't he? I would good. get him back in a heartbeat. And, and I think we a, a lot of Evertonians get slaughtered for that, saying, oh, you're being overly sentimental or whatever. Leave the past where it is. Sometimes you've got to accept. He, he was one. He was our, if, if not our best player behind Lukaku for a couple of years. He only left because it was for a bigger club, for PSG. He's been there, done it. He's still a great player. What you know, And he's... Is he better than what we've got? Of course he is. So why would you not? I think either either of those players, like either of those guy or Kadir, it's mentality again. It's the way to keep saying. But if you put those in the dressing room, they, they bring yeah. another level again. So because they've now been at big clubs and yeah. one things. My yeah. only concern with Kadir would be his injury record, and that's it. And I don't think you've got the same with Gay. That's why I'd edge towards him. But if Ancelotti wants him, he's he's going to have done his research on it. Um, then then yeah, bring it on. 
Yeah. Mark, I mean, January transfer window, you know, Marcel Brands, he's not a big advocate of it. You know, he's not a huge fan and, and we're not even sure, you know, if we've got a lot of money to spend in the January transfer window. You know, it, it, it's if we're going to sign anyone, it's going to be maybe one or two. What are the areas that you'd be looking for? Um, well, you need a forward, don't you? <laughs> you, yeah. you, you need a forward. Um, the, the, you know, they're lacking creat- creatively and someone with pace. Bizarrely enough, someone like Dion Wolcott <laughs> mm. um, <laughs> would, would do half a job. But, like, I don't know. Everton's a difficult baby, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's like, what you want, what you need. I mean, we've got, we've got all the money in the world now to do with what we want. And this, But I think... I'll I'll be happy if they get rid of six. Yeah, you know I think I think that's a bigger that's as much as big a problem. I agree. Uh, um, yeah. Getting rid of some of the crap that's there, like you know, and I'd include ones who are still playing now. Yeah, you know. Yeah, I would. And the um, Sigurdsson, you know, I mean, my lad hammers me, and even though he does, he says exactly the same thing when I'm watching the match, is that I'm always on his case. I'm always on his case because he costs forty five million quid. You know, and, and he doesn't, he just, if like he was bought to tackle, he doesn't tackle. If he was bought to pass the ball, he doesn't pass the ball. If he was bought to, to cross the ball, he floats it in. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I'm like, I, I fail to see where the 40s, and, I, and that's why I hate Ronald Koeman with a passion. Do you know what I mean? Because we had a, another big chance to be something here with all the money and everything else involved. And and we still we still got problems made of him, mm. you know. This Carlo mm. Carlo's problems, the, the, what he faces now, it's not that he's not a great manager. It's he's working with crap, you know. He's with, the quality isn't there. It just isn't there, you know. It's unbalanced. We need pace. We need creativity. I think I think you're right. You know, it is unbalanced and. And you know the the players that we want out of the door are probably well documented, and some some don't feature, some do feature, but you know they're all available. Lee, f- for me, you know one of the priorities for me is is a right back. You know we talk about Luca yeah. Dean offering you know really good width and and, and getting mm. forward. It, it, that's not happening on the right hand side anymore, unfortunately, with Seamus. And and I feel now that that right back position is something that we need to strongly look at. Don't yeah, we? I do. I think that's a common consensus now. I think everyone looks at right back as an area that we need to. Improve. Coleman's been unbelievable for you know over a decade now, but he, he's not the swashbuckling sort of getting forward. You know, you, you see it maybe once every game. Um, he doesn't offer that consistent threat now going forward the way he used to. Uh, and with the system that we play, as you say, with Dinia offering that down the left, we need to balance that up a little bit. So I do think we need some fresh legs in that right back area, someone with a bit more pace and um, a bit more guile, um, a bit more athleticism because. There's times where Seamus Coleman looks unbelievable and he'll pull out a man and match a performance, but there's other times where he looks every inch the 60 grand footballer. Um, and again, that's not what we need. We all, we, we, we're Everton fans, we're sick of treading water. We want to push on. I think everyone's desperate for success and we've got to be ruthless. We've got it. You know, we all love Seamus Coleman, but we've got to be ruthless. Is he good enough to get us where we need to be? No, he's not. So, yeah, right back to Nary, we need to focus on, I think. But do you, do you, not, do you not think that, like, if. He gets us to the end of the year where we can look at a right back position. Then, then yeah, then that's not, acceptable I, because that's what yeah. that's that's what we're saying with Sammy Kazira. We've made that mistake before. I mean, I agree. Um, I'm not saying do it now because who knows what there might not be a good right back at all. 
you know, a right back of the quality that we want or need right now. Um, yeah. It's an area that needs addressing soon, whether it's this month or not. You know, I don't know. It's not like he's a, he's an absolute disaster, and we need to get him out the door right now. That's that's doing Seamus Coleman a massive disservice. Mm. Um, but we do need to address that in the medium to long term. It's an area that we need to improve. Mm, Ian, I mean, I, I, you know, judging by what you know, the Twitter consensus is, you, you do feel that if we if we don't spend a little bit of money, you know, some supporters are gonna are going to feel like it's a missed opportunity to real push on and give top four, probably not top six, a good, you know, good crack of the whip this season, judging by how close the season is. Do you feel that if we don't go out and maybe push the boat out, it's going to be an opportunity missed? I don't necessarily feel we've got to push the boat out. I think there's areas we need to address. We definitely need to write back what Lee was saying. I think we've been linked with Max Ahrens of Norwich. Now, how aggressive we can pursue that in January, I don't know, because they can put the price up in January opposed to maybe the summer. Um, I think we definitely need a striker. And if we let players go, uh, Mark's mentioned there, there's players in the first team that they need to go. They probably need to be replaced as well. Um I don't think we need to approach the window aggressively in relation to spends of big money. There's things that need that need to be done. Um, if we get into February, March, and we lose Calvert Lewin and we lose Luca Dean again, and there's no replacements, we're, we're not going to finish in a European position. It's that simple. So I think if we can do business this 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 month in relation to very short sighted business, I'd be happy with that. If we can get to the end of the line, get over the line, sorry, get into Europe, and then let's go for it again in the summer. Give Carlo the checkbook and go if, for if, it. Then. If it was two in six out, you'd be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I think you're probably right with that one. I mean, obviously, the likes of Balassi, Besic, you know, Lossell, Pennington, Bernard, you know, is, is it, is it, I've, seen a, I've seen a tweet in the week and somebody actually made a 1 to 11 with the players that, that could leave the club. And you, you combine the wages of those 1 to 11. Yeah. You know, per week, it, it, it's it's crazy, really. You know, just how much we're spending on, on these I mean, players. It, it's 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 easy it's easy to get tangled up in the money, but like you know, I mean, obviously there's there's better people than us to sorting that out. But if you look at like what it is to make a squad and how a squad works, it, it's a problem, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's it's there's just mm. too you know. Carlo will be saying we want to do this, we want to do that, but like only nine players can do it. Yeah. I think we've seen, haven't we, in the last yeah. few weeks? Seamus Coleman, you take him out, it's not a disaster. We've we've actually, you know, we've got some unbelievable results and we flew up the table without him. If you take, someone else touched upon it there, you take Calvert-Lewin out of that squad now, what happens? You know, can you can, can you see us getting a win? You know, no. I can't, because there's, mm-hmm. no, there's no one to come in. Who, you know, Tossum's coming in. Um, well, I, I, I touched on this one uh, on Twitter and, and I actually got... Um, you know, I was talking to Ian before we, we started the recording. I got, uh, you know, absolutely my head chopped off for it, so to speak. Um, it, Ian, is loaning out Moyes Keane, you know, is that the right decision now? I mean, you know, we are touching on Calvert-Lewin. And he, he is running on empty and he is in a bit of a dry spell because he's taking one for the team with the way we're playing at the moment. But you look at the West Ham game, just going back to that quickly, you know, you look at the bench, there's, there's not a lot on there. And, and the only forward option we have got is, is, is Tosin, who... It is not the answer, and we all know that. So, would it, would it have been better off keeping Moyes Keane rather than sending him out on loan? Absolutely. I said at the time, if, if the lad's unhappy, then you sell him. Um, there's no point in loaning him out. We didn't have a Sandro situation where we, where we wanted to get rid of him. I was quite happy to keep Moyes Keane. And I think if you look at the games this season, we've dropped points in. Leeds are home, Newcastle away, arguably Southampton away, Manchester United are home in the league. And then again at West Ham. 
you're telling me Moise Keane can't make a difference in those games. He absolutely could have. I think Mark mentioned Theo Walcott again before. Now, Theo Walcott was in the last last year of his contract. So, you know, we're not going to get no money for him anyway. Why not Why not just keep them as part of it? Their games as well, I feel Walcott could have made a difference in. We're letting these players go without replacing them. That goes back to my point in the January window. We can't let players go without replacing them because we've seen what happens. We could end up very, very short. I wasn't a fan of loaning Moise Keane out when it happens. If he's unhappy, then we get money in for him and we sell him. It, 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 looks, it, it looks like a wrong move for me. It did, it did at the time and I think that's been proven right. Mark, what are your thoughts on it regarding Moise? Oh, I need to go and get my son. Because <laughs> every time he scores, he comes down. Come, he literally comes off the fair and gives me loads. Because I don't think he's good enough. You know, I, I don't think he's got a touch. You know, he, I mean, this is not his PSG form or his Juventus form. This is his Everton form. You know, as before, before he left, you're thinking massive disappointment. You know. Mm. Doesn't look like he can hold the ball up. Doesn't look like he can pass. You know, he's not getting in the box enough. He's not scoring. But again, it's like, you know, um, you go back to Marco Materazzi when he came over from Italy and he, he felt he was too young to be in the league on his own. You know, these are human beings. You know, he's gone somewhere else and he's clearly happier where he is. Um, and, and he's scoring goals. He's, he, you know, he's looking apart. I don't, I don't, mm. I don't think that when Carlo let him go, or whoever let him go, they thought he would be, he'd be pulling up all kinds of trees like he is doing for Paris Saint Germain now. You know, mm. yeah. I mean, Lee. I mean, like what Mark just said there. You know, he has gone over to to France and scored goals. Um, okay, he is playing with the likes of Mbappe and Neymar, and you know, it, it, the league probably is a little bit less physical and, and not as quick. But surely now, you know. I, I, I agree with, with Ian. I, I wouldn't have loaned him out, you know, especially when we only have Tosin on the bench now as a forward option. What what are your thoughts on it? Yeah, no, I just think it leaves us a little bit too thin. Um, I think uh, you, you're right there. You don't let players go without someone there to replace them. And I think he started the season off all right. I think Moise Keane, I think in the, those early rounds of the League Cup, I think he bagged a couple and... But what I will point out is that at no point, even when he was scoring, he, you know, he didn't crack a smile, did he? He didn't look happy. He, no. he, he doesn't no. want to be here. No. Um, and at the end of the day, mm. if a player doesn't want to be here, then you can't stand in the way. But Everton, as a club, have got to get what we can for him. Yeah. He's gone out to PSG. He's done really well. That's that's it's it's all good for us. You know, it's going to bump his price tag up. I think he'll go in the summer. I think he'll go permanently. I just don't think it's worked for him at Everton. That mm. happens with players sometimes. I don't think he's a bad player. I don't think he's just turned into a bad player overnight. He was brilliant at Juventus. I just don't think... Yeah, he was highly thought yeah, of, wasn't I he? I just don't think it's going to work out for him at Everton. And sometimes that, that happens. But you, you write it off, you get yeah. the money for him. And hopefully we invested in, you know, a, a little bit better than somebody wants to be here. Um, and that, Ancelotti knows what he's doing. He's well connected. Sure, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get a good replacement in for him. He's, all, he's been linked quite a bit with Immobile, hasn't he? You know, um, obviously the, the Italian connection and everything else. And, uh, yeah. you know, he's... How old is he that now? Is he well, wrong I, side of 30? I, I think he... I think he, I, I, I'm not sure about this, but I'm, 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 I think he is 29, 30. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if, if if any signings that we bring in are like, you know, it's either one end or the other. But it's like, if it's older, then it has to be of like top, top quality. Yeah, he's 31 in February. Yeah. You know. Still do a job. You know, you look at Giroud, look at, look at Giroud at Chelsea, 34, is he? Still doing a job. 
Big, and it, and it, if it, January, it could be just a short-term solution. He, he was tailor me for that. Well, yeah, he's a little bit of the Cavani mould, isn't he? Um, you know, look what Cavani's doing at Man United. He looks, he looks the part, doesn't he? Those, sh- those um, short-term deals, those, those short-term deals, could be the ones that that win you a trophy, couldn't they? We, we can't hear yeah, a bit like what you said about Sammy Kadira. You know, these yeah. six months they can get you over the line, can't they? Yeah, absolutely. And if if any of those players can contribute to us playing in Europe next season, or you know, winning the FA Cup, absolutely all day. I don't think we can we can we can moan about short sighted when we've got. Carlo Angelosi backed by a billionaire. I'd I, I trust that yeah, method. All his thoughts. It's, right. it's worked for us when we won, when we won stuff as well. I mean, Paul Power was in eight eighty six yeah. eight seven. Probably our best player. It was brilliant. You know, yeah. uh, I mean, it, it worked. Obviously, he didn't win anything, but Richard Goff. I mean, it's just he, he was sensational, and he was about ninety. <laughs> Well, it, it, it's it's for the team. You, know, you look at you look at Man United bringing Van Persie in. I think he was he was wrong side of thirty, and they, they paid a, a big fee for him. And some of the Arsenal fans were laughing. They won the league mm. that season. Mm. Yeah, he got him over the line. Didn't he know that about that? He was the difference from Persie that year. Yeah, uh, it, it, you know, I mean, you look at you look at sort of the likes of Beardsley as well. I mean, he would be sensational for us now. You know, coming towards the end of his career, but still top. You know, brilliant feat. And you can't you can't have too many players who are absolutely top draw, who can hold the ball, turn, move, who are, who are clued up, and we don't have enough of them. No, I mean go, going back, going back to the system that we're playing, Lee. People have people are now starting to say, you know, we, we, we're miss, we're missing, you know, a Ross Barkley, you know, that sort of player. And for as much as he gets ridiculed, you know, do you think we are missing a player like that in the midfield? I'll come to you, Ian, because I think Lee might have just dropped out for a second. Yeah, no, I, I don't think Carlo Angelotti will ever play a system where, where we're going to have an advanced attacking midfielder. Um, I think he, he likes everything coming wide. I think un, under under Marco Silva, it was evident that we were missing someone who could drive the ball forwards from from a central area. I just can't, I just can't see an attacking central midfield midfield player playing in the Carlo Angelotti system. He's played a four four two. He's played a four three three. He's played a defensive four three three and four four two as well, and at all those times I've never seen anyone other than Hammers with the license to come inside and, and do it. I've never seen someone start in a central area with the license to go forwards. Um, I don't think we're ever going to see that in in, in his system. Mate, do you, do you not think that's what Sigurdsson is? No, I think Sigurdsson's in there to do to just do a job. He's in there to be the link up and, and try and get the ball out wide. If if you watch Gilfie Sigurdsson, every time he gets the ball, he looks out wide. He tries to give it to, to, a, to a wide player to put it into the box. He, he's never driving forwards. I think at the Sheffield United game, he, he was in the box a lot more, and it, you know, fortunately, it worked for us. I've never seen Gilfie Sigurdsson in, in about the threes. He's, he's been at us, picked the ball from a defender and, and run centrally. I don't think he's he's ever he's ever been that. He's been a very good set piece taker and someone you can you can score goals from distance. But he's never been a Ross Barkley no. player. Sorry about that, boys. I don't know what happened there. Uh, no, that's right, mate. You let us down again. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, we, were, we were just saying, Lee, I mean, some fans have, have been, you know, Ian just touched on it, but we'll just go back to it. Some fans were talking about Ross Barkley, saying, you know, that's the sort of play we need. You know, do you do you personally think that's the sort of play that we need well, in the midfield? It wouldn't do us any harm. Um, I'm, not, I'm not for one minute saying we should be going getting them back. I think that you know, circumstances with what they were, you know, that's never going to happen. But I think it's a case of we should never have let him go in the first place because we didn't have anyone better to, to replace him. And and since 
we haven't had anyone as good or as, as good as the job that he does in there. Um, he's dynamic. He, he's on the front foot. He bombs forward. He's got pace and strength. Um, he's got guile. He's got goals in him. Um, you know, he let himself down with his, the, the way he left. Um, but he, he's better than what we've got in there. Um, so, yeah, I think having Ross Barkley in there now, I think we would see a difference. Um, you know, because Sigurdsson is, isn't that player. Um, you know, he's he's very static. You know, he gets the ball, he likes to look around. You know, it's often it's sideways or it's too slow. He's caught on his heels. Um, so, yeah, I, I think we missed Ross Barkley and I think it was a mistake letting him go. Right, guys, I uh, appreciate you all coming on today. Um, we're going to wrap it up there, if that's OK. Um, we're going to be doing another podcast next week, listeners. Uh, it will be next Sunday, and we will be looking at the Rotherham game, uh, which is the FA Cup game, and we will also be looking forward to the midweek away game at Wolverhampton Wanderers. Um, before we go, Mark, uh, I did touch on it. You know, you're known as Operation Goodison on Twitter. Um can you tell us a little bit about what you do? Um, <laughs> uh, I, I draw and stuff. <laughs> um, that, that, that's me. My job is, is that kind of stuff. But like, I just um, it's it's doodling. Do you know what I mean? There's, and there's a, to be honest, there's quite a few decent um, Everton creatives out there. Like, um, uh, and obviously Toffee Art, like you know, uh, uh, is, is the one, the mm. visible one, who, who, who does some lovely stuff. But there's, there is there is quite a few off, off the top of my head. I can't remember, but um, I, I just do bits, like you know, and, and I've been lucky enough to um, uh, the club of 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 had a few bits, like they had um, the uh, uh, Carlo Ancelotti cover that we did for when skies are grey, um, and they got got him to sign it and raised all four grand, like, and that's it's the kind of thing where you think. That makes me happy. Do you know any anything where my creativity Brilliant, is is uh, involved yeah. with the club, and then it raises a few money for like I mean, every mm-hmm. community is massive, and it's it's brilliant. Um, and there's a, hopefully there's a, there's a Trevor Stephen one I've just done as well, which is going to get signed. So, but yeah, um, uh, you know, it's it's I mean, my two passions is is design and uh, and the blues. Like so, to it's a no brainer mm-hmm. for me to not to you know to to do a little bit like. That's all right. For anyone interested, I will put everyone's Twitter handles uh, when we post this podcast. So if anyone's interested in what Mark does, uh, you know, pop over and uh, and have a look. Right, guys, thanks for joining us on this Sunday. Like I say, next podcast will be next Sunday where we talk about Rotherham and the trip to Wolves away. Hopefully it's a bit more upbeat and hopefully it's on the back of a comfortable home win against Rotherham. <laughs> thanks, guys. Thanks, for coffee. thanks, lads. Don't get the road thinners on. <laughs> Cheers, lads. lads. Happy New Year. Cheers, lads. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.